So I can die and, you know, my body would still be here because I was here, but I was dead, you know. So you can die, go to heaven, come back the same way, you know, because your spirit just leaves you and you can, you can lay there snoring and, you know, the spirit's up there talking to Jesus, you know. Believe, you know, and somebody tells you that I want that, I want that to happen, you know. Hallelujah. So, are you ready to feed your spirit? So, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to assist him in feeding you tonight. Give us revelation from heaven, Holy Spirit. We thank you in advance. Oh, hallelujah. We're ready to receive. So listen up, kingdom citizens. Am I talking to kingdom citizens? Full of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I'm putting emphasis on the Holy Spirit. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit in you, then we have unique gifts and abilities. But if we don't study the kingdom manual, we will not find out what those abilities or gifts are. So you can go to a church where they don't teach this, and you can, be, you can have those gifts inside of you, and they just die there dormant because you don't even know that you have them. See? But when you get full of the Holy Ghost and you get under a teacher that knows the Holy Spirit and teaches you these things, then you start understanding that you're a very special person and you carry something in you that other people don't, and those are gifts and abilities, supernatural. So once you know that, you, then you start using them. Hmm. But we got to study the manual. Hallelujah. Are you with me? One unique ability that God put in us was the ability to see things with an eternal purpose. Everything you do every day, you start seeing it, what eternal purpose is in this? You know, I mean, a couple of years ago, I I decided to jump in the river, you know, and drown, you know. When that happened, you know, I thought a, a thing about, are you ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep? So a lot of Christians are ankle deep, and if if they are uncomfortable, they walk out of the water, you know. Some of them are waist deep. They could still swim, get out, and then up to the shoulder. But when you decide to just plunge into the river of the Holy Spirit and let him take you wherever the Holy Spirit takes you, then you die to yourself. And at that point, you understand the things that are, don't have any eternal purpose. See? Because a lot of, you know, every day I see things, you know, I hear things, I see people talking, you know, and, and, and what's an eternal purpose of that, you know? I, I just, whatever I do every day, does it, what, what is, where is this heading me? And you start asking yourself, and I don't know, I want to tell you what they are, but there's a lot of habits that we have every day, you know, we read the newspaper, we get up in the morning, we, we watch uh, whatever, ABC, NBC, or whatever is in it. And I go to restaurants in the morning for breakfast, and they have that stuff playing all the time. I never even look up there. And it doesn't bother me because that has no internal purpose, you know. See? And once you get like that, it's different, you know. It's like you're walking in, in a dream, you know. But, but it's a good dream. You know? And everything, and, he, and the Holy Spirit takes care of everything. With, when you say be anxious for nothing, it's because he takes care of everything, right? And you don't have to. You get to the point where you really don't th- worry about nothing, and it and it, is, it takes care of itself. Hallelujah. Hmm. So in order to do that, to see eternal purpose in things, we must learn how God talks and how he thinks. Hallelujah. See? In order to make an eternal difference while we are here on this earth, we must talk and think like God and do what he tells us to do. Well, most people, just religious people, they don't think and talk like God because they don't know how he thinks or how he talks. And it's not a preacher that you have to talk like or a priest and if you're a, a denominational person or Baptist or Catholic, you know. No, it's God. And if they don't teach you what God says, I don't know what God talks. How does he talk? Can you know. Hallelujah. So let's see how he talks. Turn to Luke 4, 18 in the King James. Because it's all in the Word of God. See, it's not in me, but it's all in him. See? Hallelujah. 
So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's Jesus saying this. That's how he talks. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Are you listening? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So if you have the Holy Ghost, and especially if you're full of the Holy Ghost, then you can say that that's what you should be talking. When you meet people, say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, brother. And he has sent me to heal the sick, the brokenhearted, and tell you that he loves you. You talk like that. You don't be ashamed and walk around and talk their language. You talk God's language. Hallelujah. Ooh. So the question is, are you full of the Holy Ghost? Because there's levels, like I said, are you full of the Holy Ghost? Fill, not half full, not a little bit, but you got a full tank. Not the car that's about almost empty, but you got to go fill yourself up. And the Power of Love Church is a filling station. Not every church you walk in and a church and say, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Can you please fill me up? They don't know what you're talking about. But here you come in and you said, hey, I, I, I'm running on empty. I need a fill up. And, and, and we fill you up here, full of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. We are, we are also to talk like that. Just like what Jesus said. Think about that. Tell people, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's in me. If you, if you got to fill up the Holy Ghost, then you can tell people, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. And it's in me to preach the gospel. That's what I got to do, preach the gospel. Hmm. But, everybody say but. <laughs> There's always a but that gets in the way. <laughs> we will never be able to do that. Okay? L- listen close. Unless we get full of the Holy Spirit. Full, I mean full. Just like they did in the book of Acts. Not even the apostles or the disciples could, could talk or think like Jesus without the power of the Holy Ghost. They couldn't. That's why he told them in Luke 24, 49, in NLT. And now... I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. Now that's he's Jesus telling you, I will send the Holy Spirit. Jesus does not lie. If he said he's going to do something, he does it. So he'll send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here. Stay where? Stay here. See, a lot of people have a tendency to move around. Stay planted. Stay here. I was thinking today, when I, when I was writing this the last couple of days, I, I usually start tomorrow on next Wednesday, you know, start writing two or three pages at a time, and then go sit down and then meditate. But when I was writing this, I was thinking about all the people that we know from the past. Like Pastor George would tell you, you know, we, 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 a lot of them, we see them on Facebook, we see pictures of them, you know. What happened to them? They didn't stay put, you know. And some of them have already been at two or three different places since they left here. You know? But one of the things that John Austin taught me, say put. See? I stayed there till he went to heaven. You stayed here, you know, till God moves you. Because that's the re- he told them there, stay here. Don't move. You're not going to get touched just walking in, but when you stay put, then, then you start believing by faith. Then he says, okay, that person is, is going to be used. I'm going to use that person because that person's not moving around. Are oh, you understanding me? Amen. Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit. Until when? Until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. Underline the word, fills you. Not touches you. You say, I was touched by the Holy Spirit tonight. Well, that's not enough. You need to be filled. Stay here until, until you're filled with power from heaven. So when you're filled with power from heaven, that makes you supernatural. If you really believe that you came up and you got filled with the Holy Ghost, then you, then you talk like Pastor Sandy. It's so the fill of the Holy Ghost, you can tell, you know. 
It's running over. And that's how you would talk. I'm filled with power from on high. Hallelujah. From heaven fills you. They waited for 50 days. How many of you have that bit? We go wait 50 days and, well, nothing's happened yet. You know, this is my 49th day. I think I'll quit. <laughs> A lot of people quit right before they get their miracle. See? A lot of quit. You know, people quit on me. You know, they said, you know, I'm going to help you. Are, you. are you with me till the end? Yes. Agree. Till the end. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. And I said, man, if the miracle happens tomorrow, they missed out on it, you know. So when you give your word, I'm here to, I'm here to the end. Amen. Pastor Sandy, Pastor George don't have to worry where Pastor Jesse going to be here or not. Because we, we decided that at the beginning, are we, are we going to do this to the end? Yes, we're going to be to the end. There's no, nothing's going to move us till we get there, man. It's going to be so exciting. I would hate to miss it. Can you imagine me quitting and then all of a sudden we have 10,000 people in here and I'm like, missed out on it, you know? <laughs> That's how you're supposed to think, eternal purpose, you know? I'm, I'm here, you know? So they, they sit there 50 days. They didn't know what was going to happen. They obeyed Jesus. They could never think or talk or act like Jesus until those 50 days. They couldn't. This happened. Let's read and see what happened. Are you ready? Everything is in the Word, for the meat of the Word. Let's turn to Acts 2, 1 to 7 in the NLV. If we have it. The followers of Jesus were all together in one place. 50 days. How many days? 50 days after, they, after the special religious gathering to remember how the Jews left Egypt. All at once, come on, all at once, there was a sound from heaven, like a powerful mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. All at once, after 50 days, they were worshiping in, like in a church service. Hmm. Then they saw tongues which were divided and looked like fire. This came down on each of them. They were believers because after 50 days, that proved that they were believers. The unbelievers left at 40, 30, 49. But the ones that were 50, that was Jesus knew. If they're 50, they're going to be here for, forever. See? Hallelujah. They began to speak with other languages. Languages. Say languages. languages. See, a lot of people, they, they reject this because they're doubters and not believers. But believer believes what God told you. They were languages. And then people say, well, well, I may make noise. You know, like, you know, they, think it's a, they think it's a joke. They don't believe it, you know, because they're in their head. God doesn't think like you. They were languages which the Holy Spirit made them able to speak. Now, if the, all those people that were talking all those languages went all over the world, there was somebody somewhere in the world that understood them. If you make noises like, you know, you think it's just noise, well, I guarantee you there's somebody in the world that talks like that. I mean, I, I, you know, we've heard little things in Indians and backwoods and, you know, all that in, in deserts and all that, you know, just make, you know, communicate. So English is not supreme, you know. I mean, when we, we're Mexicans, man, we talk Spanish at home and, with our friends, you know, we don't, an English person walks in, they don't understand what's that. They're tongues to them. <laughs> you go to a Vietnamese place and they're, talk, they're tongues to us. Then you go to a Thai place and the same thing, Korean. and you know, they have memory. To you, they're tongues. But that's a language. Languages where they didn't know how to speak other languages, but all of a sudden they started speaking languages. There were many religious Jews Staying in Jerusalem, they were from every country of the world. Understand? When they heard this strange sound, they gathered together. They all listened. It was hard for them to believe they were hearing words in their own language. So when you come up here, and if you're a believer and receive it and start speaking because the Holy Ghost touched you, 
somebody could be sitting here that's from a country that would be understanding every word you're saying. And most of the time you're glorifying God, Jesus, in their language. And this has happened before. Because we've seen when we was in Lakewood Church, we had pe people going all over the world. We had testimonies like that. That somebody was speaking in tongues and, and they came to visit and said, he's speaking my language. That person didn't know. Glorifying God. They were surprised and wondered about it. They said to each other, or not this Galileans who are speaking? Wow. They were surprised. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes you able to speak with other languages because when you experience this fill-up, you want to praise Him so much that English is not enough. I mean, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now what else are you going to say? You know, you know, I don't know. He gave me some other language to praise him with. English is not enough. Verse 5. There were many religious Jews staying in Jerusalem. I already read that, huh? Speaking. Uneducated. They said. They were surprised and wondered about it because they were uneducated. It's like if somebody comes in here and hears their language from way somewhere, Ukraine or whatever, and, and, and they said, they're all un they're uneducated. How do they learn my language? You know, so that's, that's the way they were then. In verse 12 to 13, it reads, they were all surprised and wondered about this. They said to each other, what can this mean? Hallelujah. But, Others laughed and made fun, saying, these men are full of wine. See, there's always going to be the doubters out there. But the doubters and unbelievers will never touch God. You have to become a believer like a little kid, even if you look like you're a fool. Become a believer. And that's what happens, especially to the men, because I know the men, they, they're the last ones to come in because they're always questioning in their brain. That, they're just joking, they're just making noise. And there's not, no, you know, but, but it's unusual to find a man that has, that's just has faith and like a baby and believes. I'm just going to believe, you know. Like I said, people tell me testimonies that will blow a person's mind, and I, I just decided I'll believe. I'm going to believe. You said that, you know, that, that you saw Jesus, I believe. Because okay? he's real. Hallelujah. But they laughed. Doubters. And doubters will never get this. Hmm. So say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Not, a Not a doubter. Amen. Hallelujah. So Acts 2, 14 to 18 in the NLV says, Then Peter stood up. And the 11 missionaries and spoke with a loud voice. Remember, he, would, he was afraid to speak. He did not preach. He was a person, a fisherman, just like us. But the Holy Ghost fell. And they began to say all these languages, and they got power from on high. And now all of a sudden, he stands up. With, with the 11 were there and spoke with a loud voice. What did he do? Spoke with a loud voice the way you should. All of a sudden, you could come up here. I see people like Chris and, and, and Gabriel that first came in the church in the back row, wouldn't, wouldn't talk to anybody, shy. Of course, they were on drugs and stuff, you know. And then all of a sudden, six months later or a year later, I give them the mic. And they'll speak with a loud voice. Both of them lead people to the Lord. I don't Ram, Ram. Ram was a... You know, when he came in, man, he didn't want nothing to do with all this. And all of a sudden, I, I give Ram to close and he preaches. Because he's ready, you know, he's ready to preach. Every rally we give him, he, he preaches at the rallies. Why? Because he, he's, he's like Peter, he's, he stands up and he speaks with a loud voice. Because he's got the Holy Ghost. You can't help it. And he said, man of this country... Of Judea and all of you who are living in Jerusalem, I want you to know what is happening. So listen to what I am going to say. Listen. 
Like I said, I can bring Ram or any of these guys right now and give them the mic. Says, go ahead, tell them, listen, what are you got to say? They don't have to write anything down. They don't have to think. Immediately they will tell you. She said, these men are not drunk as you think. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. The early, pre- the, the early preacher, Joel, said this would happen. He knew the word. God says, in the last days I will send my spirit on all men. Then your sons and daughters will speak God's word. Your young men will see what God has given them to see. Your old men will dream dreams. And I'm an old man, and I tell you, I dream every night. I wake up in the morning, man, oh, what a great dream. I know. That's right. I do. And I feel like I'm in another world. So you young men, you're going to see things from Jesus if you believe. And then you will tell them. They'll tell you. Because they speak God's word. They don't speak sports. Who won? I didn't know they had a Super Bowl. Some lady, some patient that I was checking in her defibrillator says, what do you think about the Super Bowl? I said, what Super Bowl? What happened? I didn't know. I forgot that they had a Super Bowl this year. You know? Because I speak God's word. This lady was about 80 years old. (laughs) She's still talking about Super Bowl. You know, she's got a defibrillator to keep her alive. You know? That's a world. That's what's important to them. She could have said, what do you think about Jesus? My wife, you know, which it has a, uh, what's her name's uh, mother, you know? Uh, huh? Jessica, little Jessica that went to the school that was sitting there. Her mother, full of the Holy Ghost, comes every day and takes care of mom, mom Martha. <laughs> and... Uh, she told me yesterday, she said, you know what Martha told me today? She said, what? She looked at me and said, do you know we have something in common? And she said, what? She said, we both love Jesus. Amen. See? That's the word. That's talking. You know? We both love Jesus. Man, that made me cry. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Where was I? Yes, on those I own, both men and women, I will send my spirit. Both men and Say men Men. and women, women. not just women only. Men, take charge of your house. How can you take charge of your wife if you cannot get full of the Holy Ghost? Most homes that have problems is because the wife is running the house. You want to save that for marriage class? I used to teach that, but they don't invite me anymore. Maybe because it's too rough. <laughs> I will send my spirit in those days. They will speak God's word. Okay, so if you came here and you didn't speak God's word, it's because you didn't have his spirit. But if you got the Holy Ghost and you came up and received and spoke in this other language, then that's why now you can speak God's word. That's why this man that I mentioned can speak God's word up here. Because now they got the Holy Ghost, see? Without that, I don't blame you. You can't, you don't know what to say because it's the Holy Ghost that gives you what to say. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where was I? Yes, and listen to this. Look at this. It's so powerful when when you study different versions of the Bible. Yes, on those I own. Man, I can't help but underline things. You look at my notebook, it's all underlined. Because everything's so so important. On those I own, what does that tell you? If you don't have it, you're sitting here looking at me, staring at me, it's because does he own you? I want to do everything he told me I could do because I want to make sure that he owns me. On those I own, both men and women, I will send my spirit in those days. They will speak God's word. And those languages that he gives you, you're speaking God's word, but you don't understand it because if you did, you would stop because your brain is dumb. He, don't, he has to bypass your brain, so he has to give you a language to praise him. Because your brain only knows how to say, thank you, Jesus. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, he, he, I would get tired if you say, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Tell me something else, you know. 
So, so I'm finally good. You know what? I'm just going to give you a language so you can t- talk to me and you don't know what you're saying. See, I teach down to like, so everybody can understand. Huh. Verse 18 says, yes, on those I own. Man, that's powerful. Men and women. Thank you, my father. Acts 2, 21 in the NIV. It's the word of God. Jewish men, listen to what I have to say. That's what you should say to everybody. Uncle, aunt, mom, friend. Listen to what I have to say. When you go sit down, six people on a table eating barbecue or steaks or whatever, you get up, once they finish eating, you know, so don't disturb their food, and then you say, guys, listen to what I have to say. You got the table. You knew Jesus of the town of Nazareth by the powerful works he did. God worked through Jesus while he was with you. You all know this. Jesus was handed over to sinful men. You could tell that today at your table, at your home, for your relatives. Jesus was handed over to the sinful men. God knew this and planned for it to happen. You had sinful men take him and nail him to the cross. But God, and say, but God, real, you tell them that loud, but God raised him up. He allowed him to be set free from the pain of death. Death could not hold his power over him. He actually arose from the dead, uncle and friend. Do you hear me? He arose from the dead. David said this about him. I can see the Lord before me all the time. He is my right side so that I do not need to be troubled. I'm glad and my tongue is full of joy. My body rests in hope. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You're saying it. You picture yourself saying this. You will not leave my soul in death. You will not allow your holy one to be destroyed. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You have shown me the ways of life. I will I will be full of joy when I see your face. Brothers, see, you can say brothers, aunts, uncles. I can tell you in plain words. That our early father David did not only die, but was buried. We know where his grave is today. He was one who spoke for God. He knew God had made a promise to him from his family. Christ would come and take his place as king. He knew this before he spoke of Christ being raised from the dead. Christ's soul would not be left in hell. His body would not be destroyed. Jesus is the one. You could yell that out to them. Jesus is the one. God has raised up. He, and we have all seen him. This Jesus has been lifted up to God's right side. The Holy Spirit promised by the Father, God has given him to us. We have the Holy Spirit. That is what you are seeing and hearing now. That's what you're seeing right in front of you, the Holy Spirit and him in me. It was not David who was taken up to heaven because he said, the Lord said to the Lord, sit at my right hand. Jesus said to God, God said to Jesus, sit at my right hand. Of those who hate you will be placed to rest at your feet. The whole Jewish nation must know what for sure that God has made this Jesus, both Lord and Christ, he is the one you nailed to the cross. The world nailed him to the cross. But he's not only for Jews, he's for Mexicans, whites, blacks, everyone in, in, in America, in the world. This you can tell everyone. The waiter might be standing there listening to you. And he will say, man, I want this Jesus. But don't say they're quiet just talking about sports. Come on. Talk like the apostles did, because you have the Holy Ghost. When the Jews heard this, when the people around you heard this, their hearts were troubled. They said to Peter, and this is what they're going to say to you and to the other missionaries, brothers, what should we do? If you don't have people asking you that, then you're not doing what God told you to do. They should be asking you, hey, 
Carlos, what should I do? I hear you preaching. What should I do? Or Gabriel. Or Ram. You're preaching. What should I do? Get them excited. Like if you're a salesman, you, you, you sell your product and they want, man, what is, what, I want some. But if you're a lousy salesman and you're, you're, you're broke because you're afraid to talk. You have to, you have to tell them the good parts. And they'll, they'll buy from you. See, a lot of people here are salespeople. Now, I was a salesman. I made a million dollars selling. Well, what's so good about your product? Me? That's it. What do you mean? I'll be here when you need me every time, and I'm still doing it. Doctors still call me. I get texts. Jessica, can you check my patient at ICU at Kingwood? Baba? Yes, sir. What's so good about your product? Me? I'll, I'll, I'll run anywhere in town to take care of him. I, I'm going to uh, this town. I haven't heard of I don't know where he is to turn somebody's defibrillator off tomorrow. Turn it off. It's like they're the last days, you know, the, page, the, the people want it turned off because they're, they're, you know, they don't want him to stay alive anymore. I mean, it's kind of hard, but I have to do what they tell me. So I have to go somewhere. I can, Port Arthur, I don't even know what Port Arthur is. I got I got to find. I thought it was south north then I thought no maybe it's east. But but you know what that still do what's good about your product me? See? Peter said to them be uh be sorry for your sins and turn What do you what do I have to do? Be sorry for your sins. See? This is today. You're thinking that the Bible was for yesterday or years ago for the Jews noise for today. After you finish telling them that at the table, they'll say what do I do? And you said, be sorry for your sins and turn from them and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and your sins will be forgiven. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit right there in the restaurant. You, the Holy Spirit is not just in church. You can lay hands on people and they can receive on the street, wherever they are. But you have to tell them about this Jesus that died for them on the cross. They don't know. And then they have to ask you, okay, I want that. What do I do? See? Or you stare at them after you finish. You just stare at him. And then, why are you staring at me? Well, aren't you going to ask me a question? You're supposed to ask me what I do. <laughs> the promise is to you and your children. It is to all people everywhere. It is to as many as the Lord your God will call. Hallelujah. He said many other things. He helped them understand that they should keep themselves from the sinful people of this day. What? What? People call me that I'm mean because I don't fellowship with him. I just walk and I don't even see him. You know? Well, bye, because I, I, I can't help it. He said, keep yourself from the sinful people of this day. Unless you're preaching the gospel, stay away from them. I don't think nobody comes around me that's not born again full of the Holy Ghost. Anybody else, I don't know who they are anymore. See? Hallelujah. Those who believe what he said were baptized. So those that believe come into the group. We baptized them. There were about 3,000 more followers added that day. 3,000. You're going out soul winning. How many are going to come in? Well, if you don't talk like this, then nobody's going to come in. You got to talk like this, and they'll all come in. But they got to come in not on rallies every day. Every day. Hallelujah. That was 241. Hallelujah. And I already read everything in my pages. <laughs> Question Who can receive this gift of fire from above? This dynamic, powerful. That will be transformed, uh, that will transform us into supermen and superwomen of God. Hallelujah. Who? I think it's Luke 11, 9 and 13 in the King James, or, is that, or did I skip a lot? Oh, uh, yeah. And they say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given. Ask. Did you hear? Ask. Some people just sit there, but they never ask. When you ask God for something, he will give it to you. 
I had my, my granddaughter, you know, I just tell you my stories. And one of my granddaughters is at the University of Alabama, and she texts me, Grandpa, would, is there any way that you can send me some money? And I have a lot of granddaughters and grandsons. Nobody's ever asked me like that. And she, so I said, yeah, how much? She said, 100 And I said, okay, I'll put it in the mail today. And I'll send a check to, she gave me the address. Today she sent me a picture, happy face, you know, with, with, with the check, you know. And, uh, and then I thought about this, ask. I wouldn't have said no. But some people don't ask. They sit here in church and they, don't got, they got something and they haven't had a conversation with Jesus and said, God, would you do this for me? I'm your son. Of course I will. You ask. Now you can praise him because he's, he likes to be praised and he likes to give you. And it shall be given to you, he says. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh shall be opened. If you don't have something, maybe you haven't asked. If a son asks bread of any of you that is his father, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks fish, will you give him uh, a serpent? No. If you, if you shall ask an egg, he will offer him a scorpion? No. You then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you have not asked him. We don't have to call up here and beg you. You should run up here and say, I want the Holy Spirit. I want this spirit that you're talking about, Pastor Jesse. I want it tonight. You should ask, and you should run up here. I'm not very heavy on altar calls, but man, I don't have to. If you listen to every word I tell you, you should be the one to be hungry. You should be sitting there right now. You, you should be, your, your body should be moving like, man, I can't wait to run up there, you know? Even if I'm not sure I have it, I got to get you tonight. You're being evil, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All you have to do is what? Ask, receive, and yield. The key is yield. You know what yield means? Allow it to happen. By faith. I'm going to allow it to happen. By faith. Who believes God's word? He said to us in the book of Acts 2.17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God. Who said it? God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. How much? All flesh. He said it shall come to pass. You can take that to the bank. My God said it shall come to pass. You listen? If you don't get it, that's your fault. Because I'm going to get everything that he told me I was going to get. He said in the last days. Look around. Are you in the last days? You, you know that you're in the last days just by looking at what's happening out here. Yes, okay, he's pouring out his spirit today. Hallelujah. Don't wait any longer. And the power, of, uh, the power of love is one of his filling stations, like I said earlier. This is where you get full. Hmm. Hallelujah. Most religious people run from the rain and get under a portion, protect themselves. Not here. We're looking for, we don't look for dry corners here. We want to stand smack in the middle of the rain from heaven and get soaked with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? I want the blessing of God in its fullest. Do you? If you're with me, shout out hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 16, 13. Let's read it. Let's see what Jesus said in the Amplified. How? Oh. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. See, so you, you can't afford not to have, not to have, hmm, John 16, 13. You can't afford not to have the Holy Ghost because he said, but when the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Ghost. 
He will guide you into all truth. You don't have to try to doubt things. He will tell you in your heart that it's true or not. You will feel, I believe this is the way to go. Hallelujah. And complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. So how can you allow, how can you not want someone in you that, uh, that will tell you what the Father's speaking? Because without the Holy Ghost, you're totally lost because you're not connected. But the Holy Ghost will tell you in your heart what God is speaking in heaven. And if he, you have to go to sleep for him to give you a dream, he will. You wake up like, wow, I know what to do now. For he will not speak of an initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. The message regarding the Spirit. And he will, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. The Holy Ghost will tell you what's going to come in the future. No man will tell you. Who's getting this? The Holy Spirit has many functions. But one of those is to bring our spirit to revelation of the future. If we, not in the, if we not need to know. So it's an, have you ever heard the saying? In a need, only in a need to know basis. He won't give people something you don't need to know. But if you need to know, if your pastor needs to know, they have to be connected to the Holy Ghost. They'll tell you what's to come. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. If you need to know things that will come to pass and the ways in which they will come to pass, the Holy Spirit is one who reveals them to you. There's so many things, man. I, I would hate to leave this church tonight without the Holy Spirit. Ooh, hallelujah. See, some people go to fortune tellers. <laughs> he said the Holy Spirit will reveal to you. Not a fortune teller. Not your brother-in-law. Not your neighbor. See, there's some people that come to your house that think they know everything. They want to tell you advice. The minute you say something, oh, let me tell you what to do. No, don't tell me nothing. You know? Just eat your meal and go home. <laughs> hmm. I don't want no advice. You know, some people can't stop talking, you know. I'm like, man, you know, I hate to be living with that person, you know. See, in order for me to be, I, I, I got to have quiet. I got I to gotta communicate with the Holy Ghost. I, I walk up and down my hall at home, which is a big home, you know, and, and, and talk to the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And Martha walks, by, walks up and down, speaking in tongues. I said, thank you, Jesus. She's speaking to you directly. Hallelujah. We can go directly to the Holy Spirit. Man, I ask myself, why would anyone want to try to serve God without the fire of the Holy Spirit? How could I have gone so many years not knowing all this? He's our guide to all truth. He's a revealer of things to come. Hallelujah. I pray today and I ask the Holy Ghost, you're teaching tonight, right? Because I'm exalting you tonight, the Holy Ghost. So you take over and, and just put words in my mouth. So if I said something that you, you didn't like, I'm sorry, but it wasn't me. Because you know? <laughs> I, I was asking, you, t you, you just talk, talk through me. I just, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say words that I'm going to be surprised I said. I got to listen to the tape myself. And, I'm, and as did I say that? Yeah. No, he did. You want to read a beautiful verse? You know, I'm sentimental, man. Beautiful. You, it might not sound beautiful to you, but it's beautiful to me. First Peter 4.10 in the NL, uh, NLT. God has given each of you a gift from this great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. How can I expound on that? Your Father, your Holy Spirit is telling you, God has given you a gift. Who likes gifts? God has given you a gift 
from the great variety. He's got a whole bunch of gifts out there, but he's given each one a different one, a gift. It's like you walked up there and he said, receive the Holy Ghost, you receive it, and then he gives you a gift. And you don't know what it is till you start meditating and praying. Oh, I got the gift of knowledge. I got the gift of wisdom. I got the gift of seeing the future. I got the gift. You know, all of a sudden, he's revealing things to me. But we all have different gifts. Some people have a gift of, of, of giving a message in tongues. That's something we have to move into. And you get that gift. You just raise your hand. Pastor will call you. And you're what about? You wish to have an old man at Lakewood like that. And he would just profit all the time. And then Brother Austin would interpret. Or somebody else would stand up over here. They have the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Powerful. And it was all the word. Brother Eisted, that was his name. He's gone to heaven. Brother Eisted. He would just sit over there and all of a sudden he'd stand up and take off in tongues. We need gifts right here. And you start asking God, what is my gift? See? Gift of seeing the future. Gift of... of, uh, of the gift of laying hands and, and miracles, there's all kind of gifts, a variety. Each of each of you, he gives a gift from all the gifts he has. That's how beautiful that sounds to me. I want gifts. He gave me a gift of teaching. Yeah, I want to pastor, but I, but I had to listen to God. God didn't make me a, a, a pastor. He said, "You're a teacher." And, and I need a teacher in our church. And that's what I am. I'll stand up on the Tyus Mountain and tell you I am a teacher of the word. Yes, I'm an associate pastor. Yeah, I can, uh, you know, shepherd you. But that's not what the gift I have. The gift I have is teaching. He breaks the word to me like that in pieces. You need to, you need to ponder on it. In the King James, it reads, As every man has received it, the gift, even so... Minister the same one to one to another. As good stewards, let me let me break this down. I believe he's telling us that anything that has been given to us was given to us from God to share. God does not keep his gifts in storage. He's not a cover-up. See? He's not a cover-up man. He doesn't say, I don't know that person, man. He don't let me tell you nothing about him. You know, he like a cover-up. No, God exposes. Like me, I'm not a cover-up. You know that. You know me long enough, man. Jesse tells everything. <laughs> he don't keep nothing. He tells me everything's going on in his house, his kids, you know. No, I don't cover nothing up. You go to my house, man, it's wide open. Right, Mara? There's no cover-up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As Lester Summer used to say, how many know Lester Summerall? The devil hides things. He covers up things. When you see somebody says, I don't know that person, man. He lives on a cover. I really know. I don't want a cover up, man. I want somebody that I know because he exposed himself to everything. Tells me everything. Keeps the truth. You know, he says, the devil hides the things, covers up things, keeps the truth away from you. God is a revealer. Can you say Glory. Share what you learned here tonight. Don't keep it to yourselves. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 in the Living Bible. He is the one who, who has helped us tell others about his new agreement to save them. We do not tell them that they must obey every law of God or die. See? <laughs> but we tell them there is life for them from the Holy Spirit. Amen. The old way, trying to be saved by keeping the Ten Commandments ends in death. Religious people try to be good and say, I'm good. I, I, I don't do drugs. I don't commit adultery. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to heaven because I'm a good. No, that's not it. You keep the Ten Commandments, don't you do any good. But when you have the Holy Spirit, you'll keep the Ten Commandments because they're in you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So the old way, but trying to keep be good yourself, ends in death. In the new way, the Holy Spirit gives you life. Hallelujah. See? 
There will be no death for anybody that's full of the Holy Ghost. And you can yell that out from the mountaintop. I will live forever. There is no death because I have God in me. The purpose of tonight's lesson is twofold. One, if you have never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence, then you will never be able to minister life to those who need it. So people can come up tonight. So you can come in contact with people, then they will receive it. But if you don't have it, then people daily go to hell for eternity because no one tells them. Somebody could be next to you that tomorrow is in hell and you could have saved them, but you didn't have the Holy Spirit, so you were too shy or too embarrassed or not bold enough to tell that person about Jesus. Think about it. People come in contact with you all the time. And the first people you need to tell is your relatives, your mom, your dad, your uncle, you know. Hallelujah. My second purpose is for those that are full of the Holy Spirit but need the fire turned back on because you received it, you walked in it, but your fire is not burning. I want to light that fire tonight. That desire to go out and tell, that's the fire. And if you need a fill-up, tonight is the night to get a fill-up. <laughs> when you walk full of the Holy Spirit with fire, you become a carrier of life to others. Spiritual life, dynamic life. You walk with a desire to touch everyone you come in contact. Like I said, you leave here, you want to hug a tree. I'll see you talking to a tree, you're preaching to them. This kind of life is eternal life with purpose. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Ooh. If you don't feel the Holy Ghost, man, come on. You're, you're not here. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus, man. I, I don't even have to close. If you need a touch or you need a Holy Ghost, you need a fill up, you need to for the first time. If all you all run up here, then the one that's chai will come with you because he's not... I'm not finishing. He's not. He's not done yet. Uh, I'm, I'm just getting. I'm just feeling it. But if y'all come, all of you come for a fill up. The one that doesn't have it will come with you because he's not by themselves. You know, he's not embarrassed to raise his hand. And some people are embarrassed to raise your hand. You never received the Holy Ghost. You know? I better not. Get, I don't want anybody to know that I've been sitting here dead all this time. But you know, eternal life purpose. I know you need a fill up. Some people need a fill up. I'm not going to beg you. You know, you just come up yourself. Hallelujah. And I will come. will come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Joel 2, 28, 29. Wow, wow, wow. In the body of Christ today, we have the old, the young, and, 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 the, and the middle age. He covers them all. Bottom line, take this with you tonight. When you get this baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire, you will get a love for the Word of God. A love that you have never before experienced. Hallelujah.